Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Martin Cohen, and today we're going to study a Mishnah and some Gemara that appears on page 137 in Tractate Shabbat. The Mishnah discusses the correct day on which a boy should be circumcised. We all know that from the Torah, in Parshat Tazria, that a child should be circumcised always on the eighth day. But it turns out, according to the Mishnah, that there are some variations on that theme. Katani mo lishmona l'tishal v'la'asara u'la'achad asar u'lishnei masar. The, a boy should be circumcised, or rather is, go, is to be circumcised under certain circumstances on the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th days. Lo pachot v'lo yoter. Not sooner than that, and not later. Haketzad. In the normal course of events, a boy is born on a Tuesday, say, and is circumcised a week later, on Tuesday, on the eighth day of his life. But if a child is born on the at dusk, and it's not completely clear which day of, he was born on, let's say he was born at dusk on Tuesday, so it's not obvious if he was born on Tuesday or on Wednesday, the Jewish day beginning with sundown, then, counting from the first of the two possible days, his circumcision is on the ninth day. In other words, if he were born on Tuesday and we had the Brit Milah on Tuesday, that would be fine. But if he were really born on Wednesday and we had the Brit Milah on Tuesday, then it would be on the seventh day of his life, and that is not valid. Therefore, to be sure, it is better, the Mishnah says, to wait until the ninth day. Possibly it's only the eighth day, but in any event, it's a kosher Brit Milah. That's a whole different issue. If a child is born at dusk on Friday, on Erev Shabbat, then his Brit Milah should be on the tenth day of his life. The reason is simple. Uh, the laws of Brit Milah override the laws of Shabbat. A child born on Shabbat can have his Brit Milah on Shabbat, but if it's dusk on Friday, it's not entirely obvious when he was born. If it were Friday, the Brit could be on Friday, but if it were on Shabbat, it should be on Shabbat. But if it were on Friday and the Brit Milah were on Shabbat, that would be a problem because the laws of Brit Milah only override Shabbat on the eighth day of a boy's life. Otherwise, the laws of Shabbat take preference. Therefore, to be sure, we put the Brit off one day to Sunday, and he's circumcised on the tenth day of his life, counting from the first possible day on which he was born, in this case, Friday. Yom Tov Lachar Shabbat Nimola Achadasar. The same idea here. If Yom Tov, if a Jewish holiday falls on Sunday, a one-day holiday, because the rabbis of ancient of the ancient world lived in Eretz Yisrael, there they only have one day of holidays. Uh, therefore, the Brit Milah would postpone for the same reason until the eleventh day, not on Saturday, but also not on Sunday, a Chag, a holiday, uh, and put off until Monday. And if in the unusual circumstance that Sunday and Monday should be Rosh Hashanah in Israel, the only two-day festival, then the Brit Milah would be put off another day still until until Tuesday, which would be in effect the twelfth day of the child's life. 
katan hachole ein mohalin oto achi In some ways, that's the most interesting sentence of all. A boy who is ill, who is sick, such a child should not be circumcised until he becomes healthy. The Gemara begins by asking an interesting question about this last sentence. Normally, when we count the days for Rit Milah, we consider part of a day the same as a day. So if a child is, is born on a Tuesday afternoon, we consider Tuesday to be the first day, and therefore we consider uh, the following Tuesday to be the eighth day. The Rit Milah can be in the morning. We don't require eight 24-hour periods, just eight calendar days. So the question now is whether we apply that to a sickly child. Shmuel says that once the sickness has left him, once he's no longer feverish, the exact example he gives, then we give him seven days to recover before the Brit Milah. We don't have it immediately. We want him to be strong and healthy. Therefore, we wait seven days. So the Gemara asks, do we mean seven calendar days, as is usual with Brit Milah, or because we want to be extra sure the child is well, do we require seven 24-hour periods? So for whenever a doctor determines the fever is gone, do we then wait for seven times 24 hours uh, and then proceed with Brit Milah? So the Gemara begins to discuss this, but it's not a very long discussion. Luda, a teacher of the period of the Mishnah, taught in the Baraita, Yom Havra'ato ki Yom Hival Do. Uh, the day of his recovery is the same as the day of his birth. So the Gemara says, what, what did he mean by that? Probably that just as the, as, just as is the case when a child is born that we consider part of the day to be the equivalent of the whole day, the same thing here. We don't require seven 24-hour periods before circumcision, uh, just seven calendar days. That means exactly that. We don't uh, require seven 24-hour days, just seven calendar days. But the Gemara rejects that proof. Lo, it says. No, that's incorrect. Adif yom havra atom yom hivaldo. The ilu yom hivaldo lo be'inan me'et le'et. The ilu yom havra ato be'inan me'et le'et. They say, no, the two are not uh, parallel. The day of the Brit Milah part, uh, that we consider to be just uh, seven calendar days. But when a child's health is in, in play, uh, we don't take any chances. We wait seven complete 24-hour days, and then we proceed with Brit Milah. In its own way, the Gemara here is continuing a pattern that we see throughout Jewish law, that the health of, of a person comes first. Somebody who is ill is allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. Somebody who is in a life-threatening situation can, can break all the laws of Shabbat in order to acquire the kind of help, either at a hospital or a doctor's office, uh, that is necessary. All sorts of laws are set aside because we do not ever wish for the mitzvot, the performance of the commandments, to bring anybody to harm or to, or to prevent someone from becoming well. In their own way, all of these laws are part of the, the Torah injunction, v'chai bahem, you shall live by them, which our rabbis interpreted to mean you shall live with them and not die by them. In other words, in the same way that the mitzvot of the Torah are intended to bring spiritual health to all Israel, so are they intended never to impede the the, the trajectory from poor health to good health that a Jew should wander, or that anyone should wander, in, uh, in times of need. Our Torah is a book of life, and therefore it will be 
wholly inappropriate for, its, for following its laws to lead to anything other than excellent health. Thank you. Goodbye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.